Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1135, Ooh. August 21st, 2023. 98 degrees on this day in 1947. 44 degrees on this day in 2004. And John, you might want to go to your wonderful newspaper site because all this week, back in 1947, they were peaking out in the high 90s. And let's just see if they were uh, worried about hysteria. Okay. If they were worried about the heat dome. <laughs> we have a heat dome coming. Although today it might as well be an October day. Right. So I don't get it. I don't know how. You know what it boils down to? I don't know what the temperature is supposed to be. Got it. But it's a good temperature lately for swimming. Mm-hmm. And I hope you've kept that beach free of weeds and algae and uh, unwanted vegetation and decaying leaves and all that crud that the kids don't like when they're swimming. Use Aquaside products. Aquaside products are made in White Bear Lake. They've been keeping swimming areas free of that stuff for more than 60 years with a complete line of products made in White Bear Lake. They're easy to use. They work quickly. They've been vetted by all the proper authorities, so these are safe. I've seen them work. Here's what you do. Get your cell phone. Wander down to the waterfront or wherever the kids swim. Okay. And call Aquaside and describe what you're looking at, and they'll make sure you get the right products, and your uh, your beach will look great for the rest of the year. There's still a, a lot of swimming left. You know, and I spent the day on Lake Minnetonka on Saturday. Really? That's really outside your six-block perimeter. It really is. I was at my uh, my daughter-in-law's uh, mother's house. Sure. Are they on the water? They are on the water. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They got, I a, saw wood, some... they got a wood boat? Uh, they don't. They've got a cabin cruiser. Oh, I see. But there was some really nice wood boats out there. But some people still don't have, they don't, Aquasize saw weeds. Oh, yeah. Well, the word is out. Why would you not have weeds? You had a lake home. Well, I'll even give you the number. Go. Call Aquasize at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquasize.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I'll, I'll get this uh, off uh, off my chest quickly in the event you want to make ridiculous remarks. But probably more than a month ago, I mentioned that I caught wind of an... Uh, a documentary about a guy who studied an octopus. Yes. And yeah. The, and yep. the uh, the title of it was My Octopus Teacher. It won the Emmy. Or what do you get for a... a, a Emmy would be... No, TV. no. It won the Oscar for Best Documentary. Okay. Got it. I mm-hmm. think in 2021 or 2022. Well, I watched it last night. Well, what I, I can't recommend it highly enough. What do you do? Huh. What does it cover? It's on the... Uh, it's in South Africa, and it's a guy who <laughs> swims every day in a kelp forest with seaweed. Okay. And, yeah. and he's stuck. No, it's, it, you'll, you'll, this will change everything you think. And he comes upon uh, something he hadn't seen before, and it was a mound of shells and uh, 
kelp leaves and whatnot, and he thought, I've never seen anything like that mm-hmm. before. And then, then you cut back to him talking to the uh, documentarian, and he said, uh, I've, that's, the, that's really the beginning, but that's how it began. Well, what that was was an octopus that had covered itself with anything it could find to dissuade a shark from attacking it. And he, and he went on to understand uh, how octopuses live. They have a short lifespan. And he became friends with this octopus. And it's... Go to lunch and yeah. off the park. <laughs> That's right. And it's just wonderful. It's just absolutely wonderful. And I'll did never think about the, uh, octopus the same way again. Did he ask the octopus for a hug every day? Maybe a couple of hugs? <laughs> Give me a hug. I no, I but they hug. hugged. The octopus, once it began to trust the guy, would would allow what? him to touch it, and then she'd put her suction cups on his arm. And, and there's would, one yeah. towards the end. Have you seen it, John? No. Oh. Just the arm? Well, here or you go, John. Other... <laughs> Just the arm show, or you know, seen other twice, uh, no. other places. No, it, it, it one shot. I knew this had happened, but yeah. I, I'm telling GLers because they're they're much more adventuresome than what, you what's the name morons. Of it? What's, what's it called? My Give octo- me a hug. My octopus by teacher. Joe Souchere. Okay. And at one point, towards the end of the film, uh, they're hugging. They're hugging. Okay. Yeah. Oh. But then he's got the rings, though, I bet, after the octopus lets no, go. No, that's, that's not true. Yeah. That's not true. I have a question. What what I, type yeah. of body of water was this? Is well, it? it's called the, uh, I think it's called the Atlantic Ocean. Okay. Wow. But it's, on a, okay. it's on the coast of, southwest coast of Africa. Southwest. The storm coast, where it's very stormy. And uh, he came upon this octopus, and the rest of it is the best is the is the Oscar winning documentary for that year? Interesting. Is it not a lot of speaking? Then I'm assuming <sighs> the octopus has no lines. Got it. <laughs> but the uh, thank you. But the guy, but the guy who, the guy who does the swimming, yeah. does a lot of talking. You imagine the outtakes too, where the octopus forgets their hey, lines. Come on, what are you doing? Let's go here. He scratches his head with his one of his uh, tentacles. <laughs> How long was um, this? How long was this? Be way too long for you. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to. One hour and twenty-five minutes. I will give you that. Octo, octo, an octopus is cool uh, because you don't know anything about them. I will. Well, give now you, that. you, now you will. Well, I don't know if I'm going to go out and watch the whole. No, I know it would be too much for you. you know, I got stuck to do. Uh, Joe, I have the newspaper things, and there's a story here you're going to want to hear from yes. 1947. Yes. Uh, we're, we're in the heat wave, and on the front page it says, City heat wave nears new duration record. Two more days of 100 scene. Then there's a long story just with all of the pertinent facts and details, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then there's a sidebar that says, shut up, you'll be cooler. And here's the story. Mm-hmm. Stop talking about the heat. Fretting and fuming about it just magnifies your discomfort, according to Dr. Frank J. Hill, the city health commissioner. Mm-hmm. Dr. Hill agreed with a Chicago psychiatrist who said it's not the heat, but the hostility that causes a growing number of nausea cases in the current torrid weather. Yep. People near the breaking point are giving weather a dressing down to the detriment of their health and well-being, says psychiatrist Dr. William Sadler. They are turning heat into a mental obsession, which may bring on attacks of indigestion, Dr. Hill agreed. The best way to keep calm? 
Uh, keep cool is to keep calm, according to doctors. One Chicago doctor said short tempers are the result of inability to sleep. Dr. Nathaniel Kleitman, University of Chicago sleep expert, said one enemy of sound sleep is a small bed. He said everyone should have plenty of room to move around in. He suggested only one person occupy a double bed. The other partner should sleep on the floor. He didn't say which partner. Dr. Hill said this is sound advice. He's tried it himself. Only his house is lucky enough to have enough beds. And he was 76 years ahead of his time. Uh-huh. Because uh, we're we're making as much hysteria as possible out of the fact that it might hit 100 degrees tomorrow or mm-hmm. Wednesday or Thursday or what have you. Uh, if you go back through the records, uh, you'll find that Minnesota is, I'm going to say it, lucky enough to enjoy bursts of hot weather in the summer. And uh, that's the way it's always been. I don't know what the temperature is supposed to be. I'm grateful. I, I could be wrong, but I'm getting this sense that Hurricane Hillary, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it appears to be doing less damage than might have been thought. There's a hell of a lot of rain. There's some great aerial shots of Dodger Stadium right. yeah. in Los Angeles that looks like it's surrounded by a moat. And I don't know how that can be because Dodger Stadium's up on a hill over, overlooking most of downtown I Los Angeles. I thought it sat in the ravine, isn't that? Yeah, there's a ravine too. <laughs> but, Have you seen the video? <laughs> there's a ravine and a hill. Okay. Have you seen the video of the oh. water gushing in Las Vegas? The the diverted water, no. so it doesn't. There, the engineer, engineers, whoever thought of that, it is amazing because it it swipes it so it doesn't get to the um, the strip and downtown. Yeah, let's let's not interfere it's, with the strip. Right. Yeah, we got to gamble. Well, you want to stay with water? Yeah. It's hard to believe, but we were talking before the show, Reavers and I. We might have come up with something. Uh, <clears throat> access to water should be predicated on conversations about equity, according to the Hawaii official under fire for delaying access to water during the Maui fire. Wait, what? M. Kaleo Manuel, former deputy director of the Hawaii Commission on Water Resource Management, and he's the former because he got canned which is a shock, waited for more than five hours to release water during the wildfires that devastated Maui, according to reports. In a live stream debate hosted by the University of Hawaii last year, Manuel described water as a sacred god. Let water connect us and not divide us, said Manuel, referring to water distribution on the island. We can share it, but it requires true conversations about equity. How do we coexist with the resources we have? A former Obama Foundation leader, part of a program by the former president's nonprofit to help participants with coaching and practice skill building for social change, because that's what your government does now. Manuel said he considered water an important tool for social change justice and, and so there's a picture of him here and uh manuel was transferred to another position within the department of land and natural resources wednesday last wednesday according to honolulu civil beat 
which first reported the story of the delay. The West Maui Land Company said in an AUG 10 letter to Manuel that his commission refused its request to divert streams to fill landowners' reservoirs in the hard-hit Lahaina area until the wildfires raged out of control. Sources told Honolulu Civil Beat that Manuel had asked the company to consult with a local farmer about the impact of water diversion before approving their request. Oh, I, I'm, I'm having a deep thought stirring in the back of my mind. Uh, we watched the devastation around us without the ability to help, said the company. We anxiously awaited that morning knowing that we could have had war- more water available to the Maui Fire Department if our request had been immediately approved. But this guy did not approve it until it was way too late. You're saying water would have been helpful. I think so. And I, I was saying to Reavers before the show, and that led us to, to a conclusion. Let's just pick a year when uh, America still had not figured out its way to deal with all cultures. Let's say 1952. Go 52. If a black family's house was on fire in St. Paul, they would not have been deprived water. Okay. No one, stick with me, I'm going somewhere. No one would have been thinking about equity. The fire department would have gotten a call that said at 235 Rondo Street, Rondo Avenue, there's a house fire. Right. And the fire trucks would have raced over there, plugged into the hydrant, and put the fire out. Boom. Equity didn't have any part of it. Water can't really be equitable, can it? it well, it, I, I, could, I could construct a scenario where it could be, but that isn't the point okay. I'm making. The okay. point I'm making is, and this is complicated, we don't have... Fires and uh, flooding, to a large degree, you could make the argument that they're absolutely not at all due to climate change. They're due to uh, incompetence, poor maintenance of infrastructure. They're due to poor maintenance of forests. They're due to people put in places of authority like the director of water in Hawaii, who, rather than realize I'm here to make water available so so people can put out fires, instead, he became consumed with his ideological quest in life, which was to practice equity and not put out fires. Hmm. So we are burdened in this country by idiots, by idiot, I mean, yes. we're burdened by people who don't necessarily have to be incompetent, but have become incompetent for their position because they don't practice their position. They practice the BS. Everybody following me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm trailing off in a different direction, but keep going. That's you fine. Might, you might come back to me. The... the it's a tough one because it just came up. Oh, it, it is, and I've got different thoughts, but yeah, I want you to fine. keep going. The, uh, violence in Minneapolis, gunplay, a shootout last night at the OK Corral. Yep. 
42 shell casings found, all different calibers. And the constant response from the authorities is, well, we need more programs, more money, more gun control. Uh, we still don't like cops. No, the answer is that you you have in positions of authority people who have no interest in emphasizing the worth and value of a complete nuclear family. Who have no interest in pointing out that there are too many of these kids raised without fathers because they're mm -hmm. consumed by the BS they learn at their conferences and breakout sessions and conventions they go to, and they don't they don't offer anything to what they're supposed to be doing. Kenny, take it for a minute while I gather my thoughts. Okay, my thought is a, a little different, although I agree with you on all the equity stuff as far as the water goes. And it was delayed five hours because he was asking area farmers. My concern is there's nobody along the line from the guy that turns the big, oh, I almost said the F word, the big dial thing that opens up the water and lets it free. There's nobody along the line that's willing to break the rules and say, F it. I will take the heat. I don't care who disagrees with me. I'm opening up the water and I'm letting it go. You got to realize there's times when following the rules is going to get people killed. F the rules. Let's deal with this right now. And if I have to be put in jail afterwards, fine. At least I'll be sitting in jail knowing that I saved half of that town. That's well, my problem. Okay. I, I, I can't disagree with that. And let's break that down. The public class, which doesn't mean they're not good people. They can, right. They, as I said earlier, there's no reason for this incompetence. The public class is so embraced in an environment of no consequences for their behavior that they don't know where the buck stops. So they're always way too willing to keep passing the buck, but it mm -hmm. never stops. It just keeps going. Mm -hmm. And things, and what happens? Things don't get down, done. Mm -hmm. A town burns down. Yes? And we've continued to see it at a legislative level. We saw it firsthand when they said, yeah, people are voting for these things, even though they know it's wrong. Right. For, for the greater good of Minnesota. This extends all throughout every level of government. But now you're seeing the effects of this, and the effects of this are literally life and death. Mm-hmm. But in the 100. name of equity, they decided to make a decision. In the name of a failed academy ideology, which all equity is, it's meaningless. It doesn't mean anything. It means something if you own a home and you sell it and you make some money. That's your equity. But that word has been corrupted now and distorted. Uh, it means death. It can mean death. They're going to find a thousand more people. The irony is water is life. Equity created all that nonsense and all those rules. But my argument is there was nobody that was big enough to say, I'll take the heat. I'm opening up the water right now, and I'll fight you to do it or do yeah, you because think a, a town is burning down. Yeah. And if you assholes aren't going to stop it, I am. Do you think, Kenny, someone attempted to and they were shot down? Well, it, I, I guess we'll find out, hopefully, eventually. I don't know. That's a good question. 
but the waiting for five hours for answers from the local farmers. Sorry, farmers, I'm on your side, but you're screwed in this one. Town's burning down. And and how do we know the farmers wouldn't have said, well, for God's sakes, put out yeah. the fire? Yeah, the, far, the farmers I know would have said, you had to ask, well, let's go. You had to ask, let's go, put the damn fire out. And if I was rebuilding Lahaina, what I would do is figure out how to pump seawater the minute you need it. That's my right. answer. Yep. It seems so obvious. We should get to the bottom of that. You know, you know how far the ocean is from the main street of Lahaina? Let's get to the bottom of that right what, now. What, 10 feet? <laughs> it's right there. There's yeah, the ocean. Pop yeah. it in there. You might suck out a few octopuses, but other than that... Octopi. Oh, yeah. Say it's been more than a year since EcoFund Motorsports opened their Burnsville location, and I want you to know about both locations, the one in Forest Lake on 97 just west of 35, and down in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42, your headquarters for the most popular electric bikes in the country, the scooters that turn gas air, uh, that the gas scooters that turn errands into adventures, the youth recreational equipment, helmets and apparel, Vanderhall Roadsters, and right now, uh, even though we're going to be under a heat dome you can get in and uh, get an early down payment on your 2024 yamaha snowmobile they've brought in 15 new yamaha snowmobiles for this winter and i got news for you there will be there will be winter we'll have winter winter. right and uh eco funds the place to shop it is fantastic and uh uh kaylin bloom is the expert on getting you the right fit for an electric bike and so you got EcoFun in Forest Lake to choose from. You got EcoFun in Burnsville to choose from. They're both great locations. Helmets, apparel, service. It's EcoFunMotorsports.com. Since 1985, Air Mechanical has served the Twin Cities for their heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical needs. They can also help you with drain cleaning, duct cleaning, and indoor air quality, serving the entire metro area. From general maintenance to full install, they got you. Furnace installs, boilers, heat pumps, garage heaters, and more, Air Mechanical employs top-trained tradespeople in the state of Minnesota. They operate with full integrity. They do things the right way, not the easy way. And their Total Solutions membership is like having Air Mechanical on retainer. Keep all of your home maintenance needs in one comprehensive comprehensive membership. Select one tune-up a year and enjoy benefits like discounted maintenance, repairs, service, and equipment costs. Catch problems before they arise and keep your home's mechanicals running smoothly. We'd love it if you gave Air Mechanical a shout-out for any heating, cooling, plumbing, or electrical needs. Call or book online at thinkami.com. That's thinkami.com. The earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. This is that octopus music. Yeah. <laughs> Chris? Yes, Chris? Sir. Yes, sir. Look at me? Yeah, yes. Fleet Farm, Walmart, your neighborhood knack hardware store, auto parts stores, convenience stores. Uh, everybody's been asking where we can find Bugs Be Gone. It should be everywhere. Now, make sure you always keep a little spray jug right in the door pocket like I do. Um, because, oh, and you know what? If you don't want to do that, if you want a big supply, if you're Mike Schoonover from Schoonover Body Works, and uh, auto care, you buy it by the gallon, places like Amazon, Fleet Farm, Walmart. But normal folks like me, we keep it right in the vehicle. That means when we pull up at the gas station, 
before we even put the uh, the gas pump, the hose into the car, we spray down the windshield. And by the time we're pumping, those bugs have melted away and slid down your window. And all you have to do is clean it up with the squeegee deal. It breaks the sticky bond of bugs and crud with the surface of whatever it's on, glass, um, steel, your bumper, whatever, plastic. And you can wash it away with water. And we can use it on anything, anything organic that we find on our campers, motorcycles, boat services, anything. Just spray it on and wash it off. Bugs Be Gone is safe for all finishes, non-toxic, water-based, and leaves no film or haze. Keep a spray bottle handy. It's just another wonderful product from our fine folks at Seafoam. You know what I saw today on the way here to the studio? Squirrels. A Mm. tanker truck full of... Windshield washer fluid. How do you know this? Well, it's set on the side. I've never seen. I've never seen that before. But I seen it today. Uh, I seen the truck. That made the big <laughs> trucks. Are they? Are they? It was about a half the size of uh, what you think of as a tanker. Okay. And it was. Who would be buying in bulk? You know, ready kilowatt windshield washer fluid or whatever it was. You know. <laughs> Yes, Kenny, what did you find out about the uh, ocean? (laughs) It's the salt. They don't set up the pumps and the pipes because the salt causes corrosion. Well, I got to think we have technology that could have that could well, get us around that. My answer to that is: Have you ever seen these fireboats that the Coast Guard uses? Yeah, they're using seawater. How far can they shoot a stream of water? Do you think? I don't know that, but if they can clean the system, if they can somehow clean all of their fittings and pipes, why couldn't a city um, like Lahaina do it? Well, they, let's get back to what we were saying. Because you have no plate, you have nobody in the government. Who was thinking about, I wonder what we should do if there's a fire in this town. And if, if they're at do, conferences learning about equity. Right. And if you do have those people asking those questions, uh, well, we're going to have to bring that in front of a committee and discuss it. And I second the motion and all that BS. You know, there's an outrageous story that just isn't going to get written uh and and Melvin Carter is not the only one who can be blamed for this. Uh, it's true the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. He has a cabinet of about 20 people, none of whom are accountable to the public. And I've said this before, and all of whom have job titles that cannot be measured for any effectiveness or accomplishment. Hmm. And then you need to have new taxes to fix a pothole because the money you're paying, the outrageous property taxes you're paying now, are going to fund the likes of the 20 people who have jobs but don't have any accountability for that to the public. You know, director of inclusion and equity. What have you accomplished? Right, right. Who are you? You can't fail. Ouch. Um, tens, let's see. How far can a water gun reach? More than uh, usually 70 feet away. The double barrel is ma- mode is so powerful with a maximum distance of... 50 feet. Well, the only reason I was wondering is too bad you didn't have a couple parked on the beach there, but I guess that's naive. How many many times have we seen that image, though, from um, right just Manhattan uh, um, over the 4th of July when they're all out there shooting water? You think that would have been a little helpful. Wasn't the wind blowing out, though? And that's why so many boats caught on fire that were in the harbor? Yes. Yeah. 
We lost, uh, speaking of a, a guy who by all accounts was just one hell of a guy, the likes of whom we won't see again, we lost Al Qui, uh, who died at the age of 99, Minnesota governor. Wow. One-term governor in the 70s. I knew him. I, I did a piece on him once. He was a hell of a horseman. He loved to mm. ride horses. And I got a couple of notes on him. Steve Mulholland from the uh, Belly of the Beast said, after reading the obit in the West Side newspaper and seeing the gallery of delightful photos of Al Qui, who died Friday at the age of 99, it occurred to me that we will never see his likes again in the governor's office. Qui was a third-generation dairy farmer and lifelong Republican. Neither of those qualifications, much less both of them, will get you elected governor of Minnesota in our brave new world. His identity as a white, Lutheran, heterosexual, binary, he, him, patriarchally devoted father of five, grandfather of 14, and great-grandfather of 22 would not help the cause of any candidate today. The wafting walls are major disappointment at the Capitol is sadly the new template for the office at most public seats. A life as an activist and or career politician is the only road to the third rail. Keep pushing back. We'll see you at the fair. And Bert, writing as, who is he today? Writing as Willard Anger writes, a short while ago you had Al Qui passed from this mortal, mortal coil when in fact he was still with us. Apparently he has popped his clogs for real. I hope you haven't set a precedent. May he rest well. I got to thinking about the more far-reaching aspects of walls squandering the $18 billion surplus. Let me stop right there. Do you think a third-generation dairy farmer with a family who actually worked for a living would have squandered an $18 billion surplus? Oh, oh are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, he had would have been sewing that up in a mattress so fast to make your head spin. <laughs> With the new uh, bureaucracies Walls has created, we'll need to keep feeding that particular beast. Many people will be happy. Most taxpayers will not be. But what strikes me is something more far-reaching. At some point, voters and taxpayers will find the amount of government and taxation untenable and will remove the likes of Walls from office. Hopefully, his successor will begin the arduous and unlikely process of scaling back the government. The voting populace, being what it is, will become unhappy with these cutbacks and will most certainly forget who put us in this position to begin with. The successor becomes the bad guy because with government, it's always easier to add than subtract. The voting public will become more angry with cutbacks and elect yet another crooked spendthrift to squander taxpayer dollars. It's a potential vicious circle, but I would at least like to have someone in office, however briefly, who does not think it's reasonable to buy votes with taxpayer-funded social programs. I understand that there's always some policy lag. I have not heard this term, he notes. I may have coined it. Baked into the various administrations and is a reason we are fortunate to have regular elections. But this thing seems particularly heinous. See at the fair, Bert, writing as Willard Anger. Can I try an amateur link? Sure. Uh, the words in Bert's letter, the walls bureaucracy. Do you suppose it was the bureaucracy, the same bureaucracy that stopped um, the fires in Maui from going out 
the same bureaucracy we saw in Minneapolis that stopped, that uh, did allowed the rioting to continue in the third precinct to burn down and the city to be overrun by terrorists. Do you think it was the same bureaucracy, yes. the same style? Yes. All right. And then uh, the first letter mentioned Qui and um, the words that stuck with me, do you think we'll ever see a guy dot, dot, dot? No. I sent you and John a piece last week, Thursday or Friday, about former Minneapolis Mayor P. Kenneth Peterson, mm -hmm. who um, was, when was he mayor, in the 60s or 70s? I don't remember. He was killed in a car crash, I believe, in 80 or 81. His phone number was listed in the phone book. Mm -hmm. His wife hated it. But if any resident or anybody wanted to get a hold of the mayor of Minneapolis, they would look his phone number up and call him at home. Mm -hmm. You <laughs> think we'll ever last see that? Republican mayor? He was a Republican. You're right. He was. And he served one term. See, you have to remember that we're dealing with a political class and the failed academy is, is much to blame. But we're dealing with a political class that, that they don't even wish to know right from wrong. They've disabused themselves of the idea of right and wrong. That's become appropriate and inappropriate. We've, we, we're, we have elected a, a political class that does not... This is the mystery. We've been saying it for years. They're trying to bring about, or maybe they're not even trying to, just by their existence, they're bringing about a country where it's more important to have a guy worried about equity in the water department than putting out a fire. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't bode well. Case in point, your governor mm -hmm. stirred up the pot a little bit yesterday mm -hmm. as he made an appearance on Meet the Press. All right. Do you really believe Joe Biden is the Absolutely. best candidate the Democrats could nominate, or is this a political expediency answer? Well, absolutely. First of all, he's been one of the most highly effective presidents we've ever seen. I sat in Congress for 12 years waiting for Infrastructure Week. He actually delivered on this. And look, Dean is a friend of mine. I love him. But I spent last weekend on Mackinac Island with Tony Evers and Gretchen Whitmer talking about how we're going to make sure that we win this for Joe Biden. Because this is not a debate about Joe Biden's age or experience. It's about a debate about protecting the democracy. Wow. So it doesn't uh, matter. It doesn't matter that Biden is an empty suit and he doesn't know where he is at any given moment of the day. Wow. Walls is wow. a party hack. Can well, Kenny, uh, he was also asked about uh, Joe Biden's on or what would you call it the uh, the rating system. Yeah. Help me. Uh, he was asked about that very thing. Approval rating. Say. Approval yeah. rating. Thank you very much. So many. What is it? it? Fewer people want Biden to run again than even Trump to run again. And obviously, it's not, what do you make of that? that Joe Biden seems to not have um, this groundswell of support right now. Do you think it's all age? No, I think it's I think it's our system. I think Donald Trump and the Republican Party have poisoned it to people. No one trusts our institutions. No one trusts Congress. No one trusts any of us uh, because all they do is attack our families, do those types of things. I don't trust you, Walls. But let it be known, I'd like to issue my... Typical clarification. I'm not a Biden guy, and I'm not a Trump guy. Yeah, we don't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody. You're a bold guy. <laughs> I, I, I a never have guy. trusted anybody. Uh, a couple of corrections to the P.K. Peterson. He served as mayor uh, 57 to 61. He was killed in 93. Mm -hmm. I made two errors there. And mm -hmm. Walls, 
people don't trust the system because you spent an entire campaign lying to the voters of Minnesota. That's why people don't trust No, him. he's following through on his promises, Chris. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's true. Kenny, <laughs> I knew a guy who sold uh, British cars for a living and was fairly successful at it and had his name uh, in the phone book and got so tired of uh, customers calling him to complain that he changed his name <laughs> and got a different number. Because <laughs> somebody would buy an MG and say, hey, this thing is leaking oil everywhere. He, well, he, well, it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah. See, come on. He didn't want to answer the phone anymore. Well, I think we've covered the uh, Hawaii fire. and God rest ye, uh, Al Kui. Uh, just think of that. Jeez, what... Let's go back through the uh, – call up the list of Minnesota governors. It should take you about 30 seconds to call up the list. I think he beat – did he beat Rudy Perpich? Yes. And then Rudy came back and beat and Then Ru him. Rudy made a comeback, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Uh, All right. List of governors. Let's get down to – I remember Al Kui was a great big guy. He was a farmer. Yeah. He, he – His great-grandfather – uh, started the or, or was around with the forming of the Republican Party, and he endorsed Abraham Lincoln for president. Mm -hmm. uh, Rudy was in. Uh, let's see here, seventy six to seventy nine. Then he lost the election to Qui, and then Rudy came back in eighty three. Okay. Well, I don't think we'll see the likes of him again. Now, now Rudy was a dentist. Yep. He he worked. He had he had a knowledge of life. Now, who followed uh, Quee? That was... Um, I mean, I'm sorry, who followed Rudy? Arnie Helga Carlson. Uh, Arnie wasn't a bad guy in terms of understanding real life. Right. But who followed Arnie? The bod. Uh, that's just an anomaly. I don't know what to say about that. Okay, but he worked. Yeah. He was he a did. worker. He was a wrestler. Yep. Uh, Palenti? Palenti uh, wasn't a bad guy. Mark Dayton. Mark Dayton never worked a day in his life. He just the bod wasn't the bod was an in independent, right? Uh, reform yes. party. Yeah, yeah. And I saw a lot of my blue collar friends um, supported Jesse. They oh, loved yeah. him. Yeah. Mark, Mark Dayton uh, was a trust fund kid all his life. Never worked. He was a teacher, but that who are you kidding? Right. Yeah. And so then, was uh, Walls. There's, and then a, Walls. there's a link to be made there. But um, who followed Mark Dayton? Uh, Walls. Walls. Walls, yeah. Dayton, was he a representative or a senator? He was, he was a, rep. a senator. Oh, didn't he? Was he a senator? Let me look. Senator I, Mark Dayton. Senator, I think, yeah. he yeah. bought that. He bought himself a senatorship. Senator from, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he, he replaced Rod I, Graham. I, yeah. you, you find it so easy to rip him. I He's such a nice guy. I personally was a friend. I, Dang, I, I, I just so it friendly and nice. popped up on the GL timeline today. Nine years ago today, we yeah. did the ice bucket challenge with Governor Dayton at Dayton the Minnesota was State a, Fair. Dayton was a yeah. fellow well met. He so always came on the show. and friendly. Yeah. yeah. And then you remember my one fact. What? I scored a goal against him. Oh, yeah, him. that's right. He was Blake's goalie. It doesn't have that in his sieve, Wikipedia. Sieve, Dayton, you're a sieve. <laughs> <laughs> or did he? Did he kind of scoot to the side and give you one? I'm sure the way I was playing, it was probably an accident that it rolled in. <laughs> it's like the great off, Tom Reed off story. Off the heel yeah. of your skate. Yeah. Went off my breezers. Right. <laughs> no, Dayton was a personable guy, and we got to know him. 
but uh, who are you kidding? He he was uh, he never had a grasp of nah. going to the hardware store. Raised you know? in Long Lake, graduated from Blake in Minneapolis, where he was an all-state ice hockey goaltender yeah, as a senior. I wouldn't go that far. That's they said. Well, back then it was a smaller <laughs> right. group, you know. Yeah. We only had six guys playing. So everyone but did Dayton didn't come off like a corrupt liar to Not me. at all. Not at all. Not you know, right. he but, did these things we disagreed with, but he didn't seem like he was just a shifty, greasy weasel. No, he was not. He was like not. Okay, somebody the, else in office right is, now. <laughs> okay, let's go through the list. Okay, we got we got walls in there, and they're very offended. Uh, that we well well we went through a period where the governor was either named C. Elmer Anderson or Elmer C. Anderson. Right, right. <laughs> we had a bunch of those guys. Right. But, we had a lot of Elmers. When you when you start to go up the list. Uh, even Mark Dayton was a guy you could say, Mark, you're wrong. You're full of beans. Exactly, and, and we did, and he he was he could handle that. Uh, Palenti could do that. Yep. Uh, Jesse could do it. No, Jesse can't do it, but you'd have fun trying. Okay. Uh, Arnie. Arnie, you could do it. Uh, Rudy, you could. Rudy was a character. Al Qui. Yes. Well, Wendell Al Anderson. Qui, I never really, you know, we're, Al Qui predates us at the fair or what have you. Right, but I'm just saying... Uh, the, the the way they the difference between Walls and Dayton is Dayton faithfully appeared every year at the state fair and said, "Hey, you want me on?" All right, serious. I'm Walls being serious. Would hide if Roycey stands up in the Twins press box and says, "The family of Peggy Flanagan." He would have been ripped for that on social media, right? Uh, Instead well, of when Al. Well, but again, a lot of what we're discussing is pre-social media. That's true. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying. Well, I do. Yeah. When she wears the protect trans kids shirt with the knife on it, and when she's not making you know fluttering eyes at walls. Well, that I don't care about because yeah. all politicians are slime. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. I yeah. I really think they are too. I know winter's <laughs> coming, and I'm going to call my guy. My guy is a whole company, Precision Garage Door, of the Twin Cities. I just don't want to go out there when it's 20 below, have to disconnect the thing, and then lift it up by myself. Mm-hmm. It's backbreaking. I don't want that. I want Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities to do a complete tune-up. And if that means fixing or replacing something, go ahead, boys. Get it done. And uh, they they don't even they, – they're available on weekends. They don't charge more for weekend visits. Uh, if you need a door, they'll provide the door. I can get you a door. You want, no a cur- you want to improve your curb appeal, Precision Garage Door will replace your door with a guarantee and a warranty that is backed up with their promise to never be happy until you are. They serve the metro and western Wisconsin. You know, we all need guys in our life. You need you need all kinds of guys. You got to have a guy. You got to have a guy. You got to have a guy. Well, you need a garage door guy. It's crucial. There's a lot of these outfits out there. Go with... Uh, Precision door of the Twin Cities, and to get help immediately uh, because they fix garage doors correctly, go to precisiondoormn.com. Hey, GLers, this is Pete Arnold from Hire a Pro. You know, the company that helps you be your own contractor so you can make the roofing company profits instead of the roofing company. I've got Chrissy here. So, Chrissy, why are you in my commercial? You helped me replace my roof. How did that go? It went great. You educated us on how everything worked, showed us behind the curtain, so to speak. And after our $25,000 roof was replaced, we walked away with almost $6,000 for the work we put in. And what work was that? 
Uh, well, we got the permit and we picked the color. Hire Pro handled everything else. You did a great job, and I'm not even being paid to say that. If anyone's listening and has a storm damage claim, call them. Don't hire a roofer. Hire a pro. That's awesome. I, I appreciate the kind words, and I, I think you just made up our new motto. All right, Joe, you're up. So if insurance has approved your roof replacement, give these guys a call at 651-402-3400 or visit them online at hireadotpro. That's hire, uh, and then put the dot there, pro. This guy wears many hats. Right, they want Just that. That ain't indoors. the one on Snelling. Joe Suchere. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's in Roseville, actually. Special thanks to the Minneapolis-St. Paul Courtyard by Marriott in Roseville pro, uh, for providing lodging to Garage Logic during the state fair. The fresh $5 million renovation is absolutely wonderful with the contemporary lobby and sleek and modern rooms at the Courtyard by Marriott Roseville. You can check out the new outdoor courtyard. It provides the perfect getaway during your stay. Located just off 35W in Roseville, near your favorite destinations. I mean, it's a short hop to the U of M, the Minnesota State Fairgrounds, the National Sports Center, uh, and the Rosedale, uh, Rosedale Mall. It's close to everything. It's so cool. You'll enjoy amenities like free high-speed internet, ergonomic chairs, well-lit desks and meeting rooms. The intuitive design, the spacious hotel rooms are going to help you thrive during your next visit to the Twin Cities. And let me tell you something. I stay here all the time. The beds and pillows are amazing. It's been voted by guests as a TripAdvisor Certificate of Excellence Award winner. At the Courtyard by Marriott, you'll find all the comforts you expect. The Courtyard by Marriott in Roseville, located just a few short miles from downtown Minneapolis on Center Point Drive. That's just off 35W in Roseville. I want to read an email before John uh, because it's somewhat germane to what we've been discussing. Good day, Joe and the heroes. I am marking myself safe from Hurricane Hillary, although living in the high desert of California, it was a little harrowing at times with flooding in many places. We made it through okay, but that is neither here nor there. I was in my garage this morning doing my morning workout and watching a recording of yesterday's action at the World Track and Field Championships in Budapest, and I heard the announcers talking about how gorgeous and clean Budapest is, and it got me thinking. Conservatives by nature tend to be conservationists. We look at what we see around us and believe that it is worth maintaining and protecting. The most conservative cities are ones that maintain their infrastructure to a large extent. They tend to have less graffiti, fewer homeless, clean streets, nice buildings, and lower pollution because what is standing around us we see as important and not to be lost. It is not a desire to stay in the past as much as knowing that what is should remain. Progressivism as a movement relies on the thinking that nothing is ever good enough nor perfect as it is. We look around their cities and everything is seen as temporary and not worth maintaining because it's not good enough. It has to be better. There is some sort of utopian future that we must reach. So if that means we burn down bricks and mortar, we allow tent cities because someday we will house them. We allow businesses to believe things to get messy, poor schools, destroy destroyed roads, crime to run rampant because that is all momentary. Someday the utopia will come. Never mind that it is, that it never will because when the day comes that utopia takes place, it won't be good enough either. Progressivism is a self-defeating philosophy because it never has an end. 
That is why things get ruined, because we always have to fix the unbroken things because we just can't assume they work as well. My two cents on this, good luck out there, uh, Carlton from the high desert of California. I think he's right on the money. Here's John Hyde in his newsroom. Uh, thank you, Joe. Before I get to the news, uh, can I ask you, Joe, you said in the old days when the newspaper had the little the little story that filled space. Yes. There's a, na- there's a name for that, was there? There's fillers. Okay. Well, and the front page of this one we looked at before, August 22nd, 1947. Yeah. Down in the bottom left-hand corner of the front page is this story from Phoenix, Arizona. Yep. A uh, father of 10 children was held here today after he ran off with the babysitter. Uh-oh. Police said 37-year-old Joseph Bray readily admitted leaving his family packed in their trailer and running off with the plump, blonde babysitter. <laughs> was it, wait, it wasn't Christmas morning, was it? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I should, Did he have a full a, pack of cigarettes and a half pack, or uh, half tank of gas? <laughs> Let me. Uh, it's a complete sentence, which makes more sense. It's a little funnier if you read the whole thing. Said so, running off with the plump, blonde babysitter, Betty Joe Roberts, 16, and Ooh. most of the family, most of the family relief check. And that's the end of the story. Oh, wow. That's that's the front page news. Well, two things. Two things. Uh, Papers were laid out back then any way they felt like it. There was no organization. Theme problem. They had a little square of empty white space (laughs) in the bottom left corner. Find me something. Boom. There there went Betty Jo, the plump 16-year-old. What I don't get, way, way back, I'm going to say turn of the century, late 1800s, early 1900s, is the front page would have 30 stories on it. Yeah. And they'd all just be long yeah. columns. Yeah. So you'd have no. 15 stories above the fold that you'd have to finish somewhere in the back of the paper. Oh, yeah. It was a really weird layout. Plus, today, I doubt if you'd write plump blonde. Right? Yeah, 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 of course, Laker, one, so. one of Kenny's yeah. gals, thick. Yeah. 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 There's 11 stories on this front page, Kenny. So 11? It's, uh, it's pretty full. Yeah, right. eleven. Yeah. Okay, eleven. Today's Tribune. There's one, two, three, four, five on the front page. You know what reminds me of that old format is the Drudge Report. Still to this day, the website I go to just has what six columns yeah. of yep. story headlines. That's just a bulletin board that pulls yep. stories from other sites. Yep. 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 In news, uh, you referenced this, Joe, eight people injured after a shooting in Minneapolis just before 6 p.m. yesterday. Chief Brian O'Hara said that Metro Transit police officers first heard gunfire at 557, called for backup from the police department. Officers from both agencies then responded to the intersection of Elliott and Franklin Avenues, found three men with gunshot wounds to their legs in front of a grocery store called Minneapolis Market. Police say a fourth man then approached officers and revealed a grazed gunshot wound to his shoulder. Later, a 16-year-old boy arrived at Children's Hospital with a gunshot wound to his abdomen. Three more boys in their late teens then arrived at a hospital with gunshot wounds. All the teens ranged from 15 to 17 years of age. One of the adults was 18 years old, while the other two were a man and woman in their 40s. <laughs> Law enforcement thinks there are two male suspects who fled north after the shooting. They were reportedly wearing hoodies at the time of the incident. Details on the conditions of the victims have not yet been shared. One home was also hit by gunfire fire, but nobody inside was injured. 41 shell casings from three different calibers of guns were found in the area. Chief O'Hara said the investigation is still in the early stages, but there's nothing to indicate that the shooting was random. Police are asking anyone who may have more info to come forward. 
Uh, as you said, we lost former Minnesota Governor Al Quie over the weekend, about one month away from his 100th birthday. He might be remembered best as a public figure, a moderate Republican who tried to work with others in a bipartisan fashion. Never lost an election. How about yeah. that? That's no. pretty good. good one. Really? Wow. Never yep. stumped. Served one term as governor from 1979 to 83 after 20 years in Congress, and then decided he didn't want to run anymore. Family says the elder Kui had been living at a senior residential home in Wyzetta during the past decade. His health said his son Joel had begun rapidly going downhill in the few days before his death. And Kui was born back in 1923 at his family's southeastern Minnesota dairy farm. During World War II, he served as a U.S. Navy pilot. Uh, Joel said his dad was a man of deep faith who loved his family and who also entered politics at a pivotal time for the U.S. Joel said civil rights, the Vietnam War, Watergate. He was always looking at a way to reach across the aisle in those stormy times. He was a man of ethics and faith, and I always respected him in the work that he did. Here, here. Yep. Star Tribune reporting the countdown is on to start the next school year, and districts right now across the state still are scrambling to fill up jobs. The seven-county metro area districts reported at least 519 teacher vacancies as of early August, according to a survey by the Minnesota School Boards Association, which says that number is likely a little higher because not every school system took part. Districts in greater Minnesota reported 349 teacher vacancies with 217 of the positions drawing zero applicants. Gary Lee is... Gary Lee is the association's deputy executive director. He said there's really some pretty big holes. St. Paul Public Schools, the state's second largest district, hosted an event this past Friday, resulted in the hiring of at least 60 new teacher aides, but nearly 100 such slots remain open. The shortage of educators has been an ongoing issue nationwide and in Minnesota, but the survey is a first for the school boards association, which wanted hard numbers to help spur action by state and local leaders. Hold on, John, a second. Yeah. I had to look it up. Qui served in, I know you mentioned it, and this is why I looked it up. Qui served in the United States Navy during World War II as a fighter pilot, mm-hmm. finishing flight school just as the war ended. He never saw active combat. And huh. then following his service, he graduated from St. Olaf. Shortly thereafter, met his future wife, Gretchen Hansen. And they went straight to the farm and began working. Yep. Yep. It uh, is going to be hot this week in the timing of the next hey, round of heat. Hot enough for you. <laughs> Everybody say that Thursday at the fair, yeah. okay? The timing of the next round of heat is not ideal for families who cool off at city pools because, well, some around the Twin Cities closed this weekend. <laughs> <On top of, laughs> You're listening to continuing coverage of Operation Stay Cool on the Garage Logic Radio Network. Get cool, get together, get cool. That was the Aquitania, wasn't yep. it? Get cool, get together. On top of the closures, the Minneapolis Park and Rex Board announced it'll have reduced hours at some of the pools and fewer lifeguards at beaches beginning August 21st. The reason being that as summer winds down, some aquatic staff go back to school, according to the Park Board. The shorter hours are 4 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, 1 to 7 p.m. Labor Day weekend. The last final day of swim season for Minneapolis you know. is September 4th. St. Paul pools are open through Labor Day, but around the metro, some close earlier. That includes Bloomington, Richfield, and Edina pools, which close at the end of this week. Which pools are closed tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday? Are there pools closed? Can you, can you list all of them, please, in alphabetical order? 
John, what community is closing their pools tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday? Uh, around the Metro, let's see, at the end of this weekend, Bloomington, Richfield, Edina. We're Are not having pools after, tomorrow. After this weekend, apparently. This, this coming weekend? weekend? No, this past weekend, the way uh-huh. I took it. Uh-huh. Now, but all the Minneapolis ones will have shorter hours uh-huh. all week. Uh-huh. And then buses on plowed roads only. Right? You know whose yes, pool? Yes. You know whose pool is open? The mm. race. The Roycey Roycey pool. pool. So I was uh, thinking about this heat coming up this weekend. I was reminiscing about being a kid. There were days when we were in the lake all day long, and there was never a parent looking at us. You must have experienced the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. All day long, just always in the lake. And the heat, I don't remember hot days as a kid because we were always in the lake. Anyway, if you want to come sweat with us, just a reminder that we'll be at the Minnesota State Fair starting Thursday. And there was a bit of a miscommunication sent out with the town council newsletter. The show this Friday will start at noon, just like the rest of the shows this Thursday, this Friday, next Monday and Tuesday, and next Thursday and Friday at the Great Minnesota Gift. Pro tip, though, if if, uh, you do actually get there at 11 a.m. on Friday, you'll find you've got yourself a pretty good seat. Yes, that's true. there's only a few seating options available. All of this leads me right into my next story. State Fair starts this week and Metro Transit is adding some new ways to get there. This marks Metro Transit's 31st year of offering express bus service from suburban park and rides, including from Blaine for the first time since way back in 2017. The agency is bringing back service from the North Metro after having success filling vacant bus driver positions. And if the favorable hiring trend continues, a fifth lot in the Metro will be added next year, according to Brian Funk, Deputy General Manager. Metro Transit, Funk says, likes doing big events. Drivers, he said, like driving for happy events. Uh, and uh, well, I put it at the bottom here, so I'll read it anyway, just to reiterate, Garage Logic will be doing shows from the fair Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, every day. Shows will start at noon. You in the back, yes. What can I, I have uh, uh, Angie is now calling himself the experience. <laughs> and oh. he, uh, oh. he's got some, he's laying down some rules for us at oh. the fair. Oh, good. I can't wait. He says the night before the fair for every GLer is better than the night before Christmas. First, Angie will, in respecting the 30th year of the iconic. Oh, that's kind of Garage good. logic <laughs> phenomenon, the pomp and circumcision benefiting pomp such an event. Be oh, in yeah. attendance at every GL podcast. Uh-huh. He will be? Yeah. As a member of the G Hall, G, <laughs> yeah. GL Hall of Fame, number 10 in the class of 2018, I hereby suggest that a call be made to every member of this honored association to come to the fair for a group photo possibly later to be enshrined by a Greg Holcomb illustration. Mm-hmm. Well, Holcomb's moving to Florida. Yeah. Uh, with the recent passing of our beloved Annie, I'm reminded that of the many that preceded her and are now standing in line in Heaven's video store, that starting this year and following ones, the names of prominent GLers lost that year be announced at the fair, perhaps the final podcast day. Well, I'm not doing that. That's, yeah, that's I wouldn't know how to begin to collect the names. Uh, uh And he also notes the first 
tiles have been cut, soon to be affixed to the new and improved mirror ball helmet. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Stay, Let's smash it. Stay tuned for additional updates. Signed, Angie the Experience. Wow. I would like to make a motion. Um, it, it, I want it, security. I, I, no, <laughs> I go the other way with Angie. I think in honor of both Angie and Anna, we should take two chairs... Um, one on the left side of the stage, on the ground, right by the steps, the other one on the other one. One will have a sign f- with Anna's name on it. It will remain unoccupied as a, and, you know, honoring Anna. The other side of the stage, I think if he's going to be there every day, it should be Ingi. We should have Ingi sit right there in front of the stage at the bottom For of the photo steps. Ops and it would like every, it would every, keep him quiet. Yes. Keep him away from the microphone. Yes. Uh, he doesn't get a microphone. Right. Just let him sit oh, there. The new and part of that new rule, uh, Ingie, if you try to talk to us or if you reach for a, a microphone, you're 86. That's right. John, continue. Uh, well, actually, with that, let's take a little break oh, okay. and uh, talk to our buddy, the rookie. Certainly, Johnny. Thanks for that nice toss over. Because I want to tell the good people of Garage Logic about Minnesota Masonic <laughs> Charities, know. and they do wonderful, wonderful work. And if you've been with Garage Logic this past six to eight months, you've heard me tell you all about the great things that they do, including scholarships. Yes, they've got scholarships, and they have scholarship deadlines. So if you want to nominate someone. Go to the website, mnmasoniccharities.org. This outfit is a wonderful, wonderful outfit that helps a lot of people that are in need. And also, not just in need, but recognizes people for the good deeds they have done. That's what this outfit is all about. And you can learn more by going to their website. they got a podcast. You can join it if you want. But go to mnmasoniccharities.org and learn more about how compassionate they are, how committed they are, and how capable. Minnesota Masonic Charities, mnmasoniccharities.org. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Once again, let's thank North American Banking Company for sponsoring the 30th anniversary celebration of Garage Logic with all of those great bits. Oh, speaking of that, I have a question to ask you two before we get back to John when I'm done with this award-winning North American Banking Company spot uh, in regards to the 30th anniversary. So here's the deal. They have six locations. My location's in Roseville, but you can also see North American Banking Company at 50th and France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location over there in Maple Grove. And they offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the service of a community bank. And they are also locally owned and operated. And this is huge because that means that loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They are not sent out of state. So this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. So if your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or to solve a problem, then turn to the experts and my friends at North American Banking Company. Check them out online. It's nabankco.com. nabankco.com is the website. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Here's my question, because I was wondering this when I was assembling the best of shows for last Thursday and Friday. We concluded the GL30 celebration with the Christmas light Rivalry. Mm-hmm. And we had an email from a gentleman. You addressed the, the guy that called in as Greg for the first five calls. Yeah. 
the last call he was referenced as Tim. I have <laughs> no because remember we always wondered if the follow up call was the same guy. I don't That's know. That's right. Yeah. Hmm. But how many Maybe times? Maybe the answers to anything. How many times has Such, like for instance, called Rich Miller, uh, Steve, good point, or Bill, good or whatever? Point, yeah, Jim. Rich, come on in here. Let me get your name. <laughs> you recall that Heidi, before we get back to John, do you recall that Heidi was wondering if there was a historian at the fair who would have who would know how the streets at the fairgrounds got their names? Yes. And I said, there's a book called The Street Where You Live, and that has all the names. And I looked it up. Uh, Carnes, for example, is a, is a state fair street. Yeah, let's go. That was named for a guy named Carnes who worked at the fair. He, huh. In the old days, no big story. It was a big shootout. He or did a lot big... of stuff for the fair. Okay, was elected, mm. you know, state fair champion of the year one time, and didn't want the award because he thought it was just something he needed to do. Got it. So, so they're in that book, is what I'm saying. They're in that book. All Got the it. state fair streets would be in that book. Well, that's good why don't you bring the book to? I will, and anybody, okay. you know, it could be a segment of. Someone could raise their hand in the audience and say, do you know how such and such screw? <laughs> I would love that named? segment. I would love that segment. Yeah. What, <laughs> in, in fact, name me another state fair street besides Dan Patch. We know how that one got named. Uh, let's go with... Carnes. Uh, what's another, like a 4th Street? or is What are a, we located on? Yeah, what street are we on at the fair? Staff? Anyone? I'm looking at um, Anyone? Festival Staff? Street. Festival Street. Festival Street? No. Hello. Uh, any street? How about, uh, Can I have Dan any? Dan Elmer Way. What? Dan oh. Elmer Way. Ace Fraley Street. Street. Underwood. Okay, I could look up Underwood for Cooper people. Street. Cooper Street. Cooper. Hoyt Judson. Avenue. Huh? Hoyt, Hoyt Avenue. Hoyt runs That'd right through town. That'd be a good segment. Yeah, that'd be oh, a great Oh, I'm going to have fun How with that. How about this one? Yeah. Snelling. Snelling is right there. Hosea. You We're know. on Chambers. I want to know. Chambers. I can get you that. Okay. I yeah, I'm going to we do on, that for you. Wait, I'm looking at the street back. I'm going to get the book. Right after that, uh, no, I'm looking at a state fair program from 1947. Boy, after that, we sick. can, because uh, you shouldn't go through all that. 2 p.m., they had the big uh, f- fastest dirt track drivers. Oh, in the program. they used to have really why, good races. Why would you have to talk in that sort of voice when you talk about yeah. dirt track? I, I kind of turned into Carl Spackler. Now. I, yeah. I, I don't appreciate that, and I consider that an insult. I, I was, it wasn't because of the dirt track. It was just because yes. I was reading the Such a here. bastard. Um, you mentioned any other street besides Dan Patch Avenue. How about West? Dan Patch yeah. Avenue. What about West? Hey, I got an email from a friend who was at the Cardinals baseball game the other night. Okay. Yeah. And she was terribly distraught because two white women, two rows in front of her, were wearing those hats that you see maybe in on Chinese farmers who are harvesting rice. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's pointed yeah. that come way sure. down. Oh, appropriation. She, she thought yeah. it was cultural appropriation. Yeah. And I finally yeah. said, Who gives a bleep? Right. It's yeah. a hot in that stadium. Right. Yeah. It was a sun hat thing. All right. What about Transit Way? Uh, I'll get that for okay. you. John? <laughs> um, wait, no. I, I have one more question about the State Fair. Are there any, and I guess Matthew might be the only one who knows this. Uh, Matthew, are there any bathrooms on the fairgrounds that have bidets? I can answer that for you. Yeah, go ahead. No. Well, what if, about a garden hose you, out back? If you know the secret handshake deep into one of those farms, they will give you a personal bidet. It's uh, Farmer Hank, and he gets lonesome. All right, John. Then. Yes, Joe. 
Let's continue with the news now, shall we? Uh, In other news, Donald Trump confirmed over the weekend what many have said for a while now. He will not take part in Wednesday's Republican presidential candidates debate, and it appears he won't take part in any of them from what he put on his social media. Polls show him, of course, with big leads over all other Republican candidates. Then what's the point of having that? I don't know. Tropical Tropical storm Hillary is descending upon Nevada now after hitting large swaths of Southern California. Over the weekend, more than 1,000 flights canceled as Hillary descended on the West Coast. As of this morning, nearly 800 more have been canceled. Uh, Hundreds were canceled at Nevada's Harry Reid International Airport, San Diego's International Airport, and Phoenix's Sky Harbor International Airport. Residents of Palm Springs hit especially hard. Highways in and out of the area were flooded. Ain't nobody leaving, and 911 in the area is down. Yesterday afternoon, to go with all of this, Ventura County was hit by a 5.1 magnitude earthquake, which caused four aftershocks in the area. The aftershocks continued well into yesterday evening, and at least five more earthquakes hit the area overnight. Can the wind cause, uh, can climate change cause an earthquake? Oh, hell yes, of course it can. Uh, Back to the debate thing, Chris, I think to answer your question, this isn't a debate between the two party nominees, right? right? It's, it's a just debate. the Republican candidates. All Republicans, yeah. yeah. There'll be like yeah. 10, 10 of them there, I think, have yeah. been okayed for it. So, yeah. John, so. I don't know if you had this updated uh, information about Hurricane Hillary, but apparently when it made landfall, it did destroy 30,000 emails. Yep. Oh, no, and this just in from, uh, from sources... Apparently, uh, Hurricane Hillary, any death reported, will be termed a suicide. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now. A, total, a total of 850 people <laughs> still missing in connection with those wildfires that devastated Maui earlier this month. In the overnight update posted to Facebook, Maui County Mayor, they have county mayors. I had to look this up in oh. Hawaii. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I, I thought it was. Really uh, anyway, is. the... Maui County Mayor Richard Bison said there were now 850 people officially believed to be missing. 114 died in the wildfires. Uh, There is positive news, he said. When the process began, 2,000 names were on the missing person list, uh, but now more than 1,285 people have been located safely. John, this just in, a weak hurricane Hillary performance has now been blamed on Russian interference. Hey, now. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, we told you about the shooting in Minneapolis earlier. Now in Milwaukee this weekend, 13 people injured, one killed in three separate shootings, all within blocks of each other. Four people were taken to the hospital with serious injuries after a shooting Sunday near 13th and Mitchell Streets around 8.30 in the evening. Victims included a 29-year-old woman, a 19-year-old man, a 22-year-old man, and a 26-year-old man. A 22-year-old man was taken into custody and charges are pending. Just over an hour later, a 56-year-old Milwaukee man was fatally shot a couple of blocks away. The shooter still at large. Six males and three females between the ages of 16 and 42 were shot at about 11.45 at 14th and Burnham Streets. All the victims expected to survive. A 22-year-old Milwaukee man arrested in that shooting. Police did not provide a motive for any of the shootings that happened in that area. Where was the main shooting, does it say? Uh, Yeah, uh, well, it had a street address of... uh, The first one was at 13th and Mitchell Streets. Hmm. I don't know where that is. I have people in Milwaukee that I'm worried about. 
Ah, I get it. Uh, The grandson of former President Jimmy Carter and his wife Rosalind Carter said it's clear, quote, we're in the final chapter. In an interview with People magazine, 98-year-old Jimmy Carter, you may remember, entered hospice care in February. The former president beat brain cancer in 2015, but faced a series of health scares in 2019 and consequently underwent surgery to remove pressure on the brain. Family and caregivers have been the only recent visitors to the Carter's Georgia home. Josh Carter telling People magazine there's always somebody at the house to keep the Carter's company. Uh, Josh Carter said of his grandfather, he's still fully Jimmy Carter. I mean, he's almost 99 years old, but he fully understands the well wishes he's getting, and he has felt the love. Meanwhile, he said his grandmother, Rosalind Carter, who has dementia, is cognizant of her diagnosis and even signed off on the May press release in which it was announced. Uh, according to Josh Carter, they're still holding hands. It's an amazing story. Randy Wayne White uh, can't say enough good things about the Carters. Really? Mm-hmm. No. Spent New Year's Eve with them on the beach one time. What? Uh, yeah. Uh, he said the hell of a guy. Things get hmm. weird? No, not with oh, Jimmy. Okay. No. Right. Although Jimmy did lust after a squirrel, didn't he? That's right. He or lusted a rabbit after or... What about yeah, that? He lusted yes. after he women, lusted, wasn't he? lusted it? after women while but a rabbit attacked him, didn't it? Remember yes, that? He had yes, hit him with, a, a, with an oar. Yeah. You can cast your gaze. Huh. You can't fix you it. You can't fix it. Yeah. But what about that Rosalind, huh? Cha-cha-cha. Yeah. Whatever happened to Amy? I don't know, Matt. Amy Carter. Jimmy was a large Allman Brothers fan, too. Yes, he was. Really? Oh, yeah. Now they He says they helped him get elected because he invited them to his campaign. And they did concerts for him to raise money, and he said the youth vote went out and voted for him. Amy Carter is 55. Oh, uh, um, didn't he invite Willie Nelson to the White House? I believe so. And Willie Nelson twisted one up and burned it on the roof of the White House? <sighs> Might have been. Was that Jimmy? I thought that was later. I thought that was perhaps Bush, maybe. I, th- I thought I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but uh, well, Willie doesn't strike me Texans. as. Yeah, yeah. but is, would Willie be a Bush supporter? I don't know. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, no, I don't know. Well, we'll look. We'll look that up later, Kenny. How's that? A lot to unpack in this story. Uh, it could use some more details. It happened in South Derbyshire area of Great Britain, the city of Melbourne. An alleged fire bug in Melbourne's southeast was caught with live ducklings in his underpants, according to police. (laughs) The 31-year-old man of no fixed address was arrested on Sunday night after 12 fires were reported across the Frankston area over the weekend. The small fires included blazes in a loading dock, behind a school, in a car park shop, also a real estate agent's office, and in several garbage bins. After the arrest, police searched the man, allegedly found two live ducklings in his underpants. The man has been charged with animal cruelty, reckless conduct endangering serious injury, four counts of lighting an open-air fire, possessing a weapon, and negligently dealing with proceeds of a crime. He was remanded to face Frankston Magistrate's court on Monday morning. At one point in the octopus documentary, a (laughs) school of small fish that the guy initially thought uh, might be candidates for the octopus to dine on, kept swimming back and forth, and the octopus was playing with the fish. Oh. Really? Mm -hmm. Playing with his food the way a cat does a mouse. What does octopus, what do they eat? They'll eat uh, crabs, lobster. Okay. Yeah. They like shellfish. They do. Wow. Yeah. Jimmy, 
Go ahead. Oh, you go ahead, because I'm going to say we'll be back in a moment. Jimmy Carter confirms Willie Nelson smoked out his son Uh, on the White House roof. It's one of the most enduring legends in music history, and it turns out it's all true. In his 1988 autobiography, Willie Nelson wrote that he once smoked a joint on the roof of the White House with one of President Jimmy Carter's sons. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We'll be back shortly. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Super, super excited right now, folks. And I want you to sign up for a fantastic cruise, an eight-day cruise from Split to Dubrovnik, July 14th to the 21st of next year. Go to escapewithusvacations.com. Super excited. They've ordered a second boat. The Adriatic King is full, and the Adriatic Queen is on hold. So if you were thinking about it, please go to the website right now. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful ride. You can check out everything about it, all the prices, where we're going, all sorts of stuff about the boats, and you can learn a little bit about Croatia. So start, you know, um, maybe go to the uh, internets and learn a little Croatian, okay? And then you will talk to me while I'm on the tour. And if you're lucky enough, you might be on the boat that I'm not on. Anyway, here's the deal. All of the information is at escapewithusvacations.com. Even though we're talking about this cruise right now, I want to remind you, always use a travel agent. And I'm telling you to use Teresa and Maria at Escape With Us Vacations. It's cheap insurance. They know the people that are in the industry. They know the people that have been to these places, and they know how to get you out of a jam. Escapewithusvacations.com. Check it out. Croatia's just around the corner. John, right now, and I'll get to it, uh, find out how many people attended the Beatles concert at Metropolitan Stadium. Would you do that, please? An amazing coincidence. I was trying to look that up on newspapers.com, even as we spoke. All right. Uh, Only because they come to us all the way from, now get this, uh, last Thursday the Lymans were in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. Then they left on a cruise ship and took a flight to Reykjavik. On Friday, they were in Reykjavik, Iceland. Then they went on a different cruise ship. On Saturday, they were in Isfjordur, Iceland. On Sunday, they were in Akurie, Iceland. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing these names. And today, they are at sea on the Denmark Strait from the Traveling Lymans. It was on this day. There was a bunch of tornadoes and stuff in 1883 and 1893, but I'm going to go right to the one I want to use. On this day in 1965, the Beatles performed at Metropolitan Stadium. Uh, This can't be right. To an estimated crowd of 4,000 teenagers. They had more Uh, than 4,000. 25,000 people, according to what I'm seeing. That's what I thought. But this says 4,000 teenagers, mostly young women, turning the event into what one writer described as Shrieksville, USA. (laughs) With the continued popularity of the Beatles' recordings long after their breakup in 1970, the irony of early panning 
is shown in sharp relief by a Pioneer Press comment on the performance. Quote, the Twin Cities was visited Saturday by some strange citizens from another world. They wore <laughs> long hair and wide grins and were easily identified as Ringo Starr, John Lennon, George Harrison, and Paul McCartney. They were the Beatles, dash, dash, alleged musicians. Okay. Oh. Now, I, I, the suspicion would be that Bill Deal would have written that because he covered that kind of thing. But Bill Deal was the god of rock and roll in the Twin Cities in 1965. He would have interviewed them. It's unlikely he would have ripped them. So I don't know who would have uh, written that for the Pioneer hmm. Press. I'm betting it wasn't Bill Deal. Uh, so that's it. I, I'm sorry, I think that's... Dan Donovan also interviewed him. Mm -hmm. Who was the uh, manager at the time, John? What was his name? Brian, Brian Epstein. Epstein. Would yep. he check IDs at the after show par party? I, I, somebody had to check IDs there, right? I, I doubt it. I think I, they stayed I, at the Lemington. Yeah, that makes sense. The there, there actually wasn't there actually a kerfuffle here because the mayor's daughter went to their hotel or something. Something and they like to, that. Yeah. Yeah, they had yeah. to go get her out because the mayor was unhappy that she was hanging out with John Lennon. Who was the so, mayor in 1965? Who? Mayor of Minneapolis in 1965. It wasn't PK. It wasn't Al Quee. It PK. wasn't PK Peterson. No, he was done in 61. <laughs> Who was it, Pat? Naftalin, maybe? Art Naftalin? Who's the list? Uh, 1965. Who was the mayor of Minneapolis? 1965. Uh, uh, Arthur, yeah, he was 61 to 69. Arthur Naftalin. Pat nails it from the distant room, the green room. That? Art Naftalin. You know, yeah. It's interesting because he, remember, he had a kid that ended up in a band. Uh, Art Naftalin? Yeah, but I'm on, I'm, not, I'm not knowing about that. I okay, well, I, keep keep going. I'll, I'll look that up. No, we're done, John. I'm, we're well, done. I, Mark, no, no, I gotta, among I gotta their see. children is Mark Naftalin, a musician Mark, yes, who was inducted Mark. into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2015 as was a it? member of Paul Butterfield Blues Butterfield's Band. Blues Band. Oh. Be damned. I thought it was yeah. Bird is the Word Band, whoever I'll that be was. Damned. They were the uh, Trashmen. Yeah, I don't think they made the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, everybody's heard. About the word mm -hmm. or about the bird? About the bird. Thank you, GLers. Hey, everybody. It's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. GLers, uh, thank you for going to YouTube and sub subscribing to Garage Logic. It's free and it's extremely entertaining. Go to YouTube, sign on, 
with Garage Logic and subscribe immediately. You will be entertained. Then go to garagelogic.com and sign up for the town council. It's just like being at the fair. You see what we do in between the breaks, prior to the show, post-show, etc. It only costs you 10 bucks a month or 100 bucks for the year. That's the Garage Logic Town Council at garagelogic.com. And just a reminder, Thursday, Friday, we'll be at the Minnesota State Fair, live and in living audio color, recording at noon. See you at the fair.